This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? So good. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even mean to ask you how you were doing. That was okay. You gotta check in every 15 minutes on me. <laughs> I'm never gonna ask you how you're doing ever again. I'm sorry. I think I'm slap happy because we finally get to talk about a football game. The funny thing is, we do podcast during bye week when there's no football going on for the Bengals, and we still find things to talk about. In the first segment, I'm like, yeah, we're going to do Bengals, we're going to do Jamar, we're going to do the injuries, and then we're like, I'm like rambling about international games. So we are back on topic, and we're ready to go the rest of the way when we talk about this game. They are back in business. Kevin Brown says, we kind of already did this, but I'm going to get to your question. How about a quick breakdown of the upcoming schedule? At minimum, we need five of the next date. How do we do that? We've we've kind of given that prediction already a little bit. Five and three. I feel good about it. The five and three. We talked That's about That's my prediction. So I feel pretty good about it, but I could see them only winning four. And I also think they could make the playoffs with four if it's all four AFC wins. Let me ask you this. Could you see so you could see them get you could see them getting into the wild card with nine wins? Yeah. Really? They have to win all conference games for their four wins, and some teams will have to slip up, but it's not impossible. I feel like that's um, a route that I wouldn't want to take, and it's crazy because I still – probably get the seven seed. It's probably not fun. <laughs> yeah, I just – at this point, I'm like, I'd rather just keep controlling your destiny and, and get five wins. Hey, if they want to go undefeated the rest of the way and make it really easy – Make it easier on all Bengals fans. I'm all about that. But, uh, Nate, we're going to go ahead and get to you. Do you anticipate an expansion of the RPO game given the increase in gap scheme runs? Uh, Almost more because it's all gun runs. You could run zone RPOs all day. Uh, In in fact, they they run inside zone RPOs. They run duo RPOs. Um, 
sometimes those zone ones are better. I think I just think they do the they don't do true post-snap RPOs. They do a lot of pre-snap access stuff. They run a hitch, and if the corner's off, I'm gonna throw that, or they just count numbers like I've got a screen over here that just involves these three receivers. If they only put two guys over there, I'm throwing that out there type stuff. They're not holding the ball. Like the, the dolphins run a lot of post snap RPOs where Tua will catch the ball hand look like he's handing the ball off. And then if a guy rotates down, throws it behind them, not that Burrow can't do that. He did that at LSU plenty. It seems like the Bengals either don't have it installed or they don't, it's too much to install when they already have all this big drop back passing game, which the, Dolphins don't have as big of a menu there. You just pick and choose your battles. You can only put in so much stuff and get so good at it. You know, you got to become an expert in, in few things. And post-snap RPOs are not one of them. The pre-snap stuff is cool. I think it's also just varies by week. If they play a team that's got to play a ton of press, they're probably not going to throw a lot of RPOs. If they play a team that plays a ton of off, they might add in a couple of RPOs. We'll go to this question. I thought it was going to be a draft question about the offseason, but it's not. It's a little draft related, but kind of over the past. Anam says, Bengals draft pick that you truly wish would have played to their ability. Ooh. Okay. I think. So the answer that would make my life happier probably would have been like Cedric Ogboyhi. I don't know what his ability was though. That was in but my head. my answer I think is John Ross cuz that would have been fun. I'm still disappointed in that pick. I'm still disappointed in that pick because I always held out hope that he wasn't a bust. I was like no. Me too. No, this this guy's going to work out and I felt like I was an apologist for John Ross and he Me had too. injuries and I was like oh no, he's going to he's going to live up to his ability and it just never worked out. And it was unfortunate. I think, you know, they got a lot of criticism for taking him early and it was kind of deserved. Uh, but yeah, definitely unfortunate. I'm going to use one, but I have a little disclaimer when I say his name because he did have his moments, but injuries were just such a factor in his career. It's Tyler Eifert. And yes, I know okay. when healthy, he had his moments. But man, it just felt so unfortunate when his seasons would be, he would start the season strong and then get injured the halfway point of the season or have season ending surgery. I just always hated that because I wanted that guy to, to really work out in Cincinnati long-term. His career was basically changed by a stupid Pro Bowl injury. That's the worst part. Yeah. Honestly, it, it's absolutely wild to think about. And, you know, I, Uh, Lindsay seems to have gone away. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I'll take over for a second. So we have, uh, Michael Wilson who asked me, what is my favorite Phoebe Bridgers song? Um, off the top of my head, it's Kyoto. I, I think that's a vibe. I took over Lindsay. No worries. I oh. answered a question all on my own. Thank you. I really appreciate you doing that. And when you mention that artist, is that the one that's going to be at paper? Yes, that's yeah. the one that's open. I, I want to answer that. True fan, you know, brought no. up something that got brought up in the last episode. So, yeah. Favorite few Richard songs? Uh, Kyoto. First one off my mind. It's good vibes. I love that. We're going to stay with good vibes right now. Governor Chief says, do you and Lindsay think you could be Hendrickson and Hubbard and a beer Olympics, beer pong, flip cup, boom, pitcher race i feel like i know what all those games are a little confused about some of them but do you how do you feel like your abilities are with those games so 
Beer pong, I feel middle of the pack. I don't know how far out of college Hendrickson. They're both pretty far out of college. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think they're gonna be they'll probably be around our level, right? <laughs> they'll probably be around the world. I still I'm younger than both. I feel like I should be able to take them. <laughs> I, I did this more recently. I definitely feel like they could still go back to college a little bit, but I, at the same time, I'd be like, uh, they'd be like, no, beer isn't good for me anymore. I'm an NFL <laughs> player. I can't have this stuff. I'm protein cup. <laughs> the protein in this, in this beer. Um, but I would say low key. I'm really good at, at, at those, those games. Um, not only oh, in college, nice. but just in general, I'm not out there playing it on Saturdays anymore or anything like that, but okay. I feel like I'm an underdog on it because I think when people I'm on their team, they're like, Oh yeah, Lindsay's definitely not going to win at the end of the table. Like we are going to lose this game. And I just low key end up winning it. So I think I'm good at flip cup. I'm okay. at beer bar, I can get hot, but uh, not, I, I don't step up and go like, yeah, you guys are toast. It's more like, all right, I hope I hit a few. Yeah. And I'll say might... they win. I'll say they win. I'll just be yeah. honest. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, Jacob says, what's the game plan? How, how are they going to stop TJ Watt in this game? I hope it's going to be a lot of they shouldn't run quick game to his side because it just that was a disaster. They got an interception, a tip ball ruin their quick game to the right and i know quarter, right-handed quarterbacks want to run their quick game to the right because it's just catch set throw gotta run it left this week just you don't he stays on that side so you don't need to like figure anything out he stays over there so just run your quick game the other side because he was getting his hands up other thing put a tight end on his side and have that tight end hit him every single snap run pass whatever have a tight end to his side and just that early chip does so much more than those late running back chips. I've talked a lot on this podcast about it, but if you can make TJ Watt hit him and make him rush through the tight end and then also through Collins, it's going to help Collins. It's going to make life hard on TJ. And he's probably used to that because he gets that a lot as an elite defensive end, outside linebacker, but also do it. They, they didn't do it enough, I think, in the first matchup. I'll never forget the game last year when TJ Watt and Joe Burrow were like semi-wrestling each other. And uh, Frank Pollock was on the sidelines going crazy, like, give a flag. I don't know what he wanted, but it was like absolutely crazy. And I was so proud of Joe Burrow for like holding his own because he was like still I, the whole image of it. I just can't get over because it, it felt like slow motion of TJ Watt and Joe Burrow going at it um, and him being aggressive. But yes, I would like TJ Watt to stay really far away from number nine, if possible. So that should be the game plan. OK, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, Will says, how worried are we about Cam Taylor Britt slash Eli Apple versus Kenny Pickett and his weapons? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not too worried. I think that George Pickens and Deontay Johnson are good receivers. They don't have Chase Claypool anymore. I think it is a, a, a good duo. Um, but I – famous last words. I just – I know anything I say. 
Kenny's look like a rookie. I don't want to say he's been bad. He just looks like a late first round rookie quarterback so far. And that's not something that's going to put the fear of God in me. Here, I know how you feel about rankings and quarterbacks and all that. I get it. <laughs> I know. I know how you feel. Honestly, I wish you wouldn't see any of my tweets when I think Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback. And I'm like, why is this guy ahead of him in these rankings? I know it doesn't matter. And half the time it's for clicks. I could live without the Joe Burrow Kenny Pickett comparisons that is not <laughs> nice to do to Joe Burrow. And they've uh, they've calmed down a bit. <laughs> oh man, I'm just like where where are you getting that? I'm so confused. And then you have the Ravens fans who jump on top of it and they'll make their comments. It's just it's it doesn't need to happen. It's slander on the internet. And if you tweet it and you have a blue check mark, you should get it removed. Um, we are gonna go with Yash. He said, "How does this offense?" adapt without Jamar Chase and which wide receiver do you see stepping up? Thing is, they've had to adapt without him. Yeah, the they've Browns, already. Yeah, last, the Browns, week, last week yeah. seemed like the blueprint. <laughs> the, the Browns game didn't go well because I just feel like it's a mismatch for them. And it's unfortunate the way that game went. Then you see the Panthers game. They were able to do that, but their run game obviously was going with Joe Mixon. I feel like I always feel it's going to be a Tyler Boyd game against Pittsburgh. I truly do. I think out of all the wide receivers, and if T would have played, again, I hate being this person because we heard it last year with the Baltimore injuries. If T Higgins would have played in the second half and you had a long snapper, I don't think that game's close in the second half against Pittsburgh. And that's wild to think about because you gave the ball away five times in that game, but T Higgins wasn't, wasn't even out there for the whole second half. So I'm feeling Tyler Boyd. I'm feeling optimistic about the offense. I know who they're going to face, even if Minka Fitzpatrick is out there on Sunday and he gets cleared by his doctors. I, I'm going to put it on Tyler Boyd for this one. I think Cam Sutton's their best corner, and I think Cam Sutton might line up over Tyler Boyd a bit. I, I, I know he's not a full-time slot guy. He used to be, and now he does, like, everything. I think that Pittsburgh respects Tyler Boyd more than they respect T. Higgins for whatever that's worth. I think they just – He's done stuff to them, and it seems like Mike Tomlin in a past life, or maybe he was. I don't, I don't know his full career. I think he did play wide receiver, was a slot receiver. He always loves those guys. So I think they're going to have a plan to stop Tyler Boyd. Not that they're going to shut him down or anything. I think they're going to put more resources to that. So I'm going to say it's a T. Higgins game. All right. We'll see what happens. We'll have a post-game podcast to see who won that. Eric Olson, it's a two-parter. Favorite Thanksgiving dish. And what do you think has hurt Jonah's play this year? Is it the knee injury or is it something else? And I didn't even want to look at the comments when the Bengals wished Jonah a happy birthday today. <laughs> I peaked. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, I think Jonah's always been a little bit inconsistent. And then his kneecap was floating around just like three or four weeks ago. And that I think that really hurt him. That's something I definitely don't want to think about. Did you say your Thanksgiving dish? Did I <laughs> no, I was answering the first part first, and then I was going to do the Thanksgiving dish second. All right, all right. There's no space in between what you're saying. I need you to come on, pick it up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Kneecap floating around. All right, let's talk about food. Uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving. My take. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do any. a, a lot of uh, – We'll do it next week, too. Who cares? Next week. All right, cool. Um, my favorite personal dish, mac and cheese. And that belongs at a Thanksgiving dinner table. So are you one of those people where you have a family member who makes the mac and cheese and you're like, nobody makes it like this person? No, nah, mac and cheese is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that nobody beats my mom's mac and cheese, but I feel like my everybody actually makes the mac and cheese. usually. So. 
You have somebody in your life. Hold on. How does she make it? Uh, you know, the make a little roux type thing, and then you add Tell me cheese. noodles. Tell me cheese. <laughs> it's, you know, pasta, boiled. No, that's a, yeah, it's pasta boiled. She makes the cheese sauce too, like the, makes the roux and then puts the cheese in and then puts the macaroni that's cooked into the cheese, mixes that in, usually bakes it and sometimes puts the breadcrumbs on it. That was a dumb question to ask how she makes mac and cheese because obviously she boils the noodles and puts the, the cheese in there. <laughs> <laughs> What's the secret? Ah, you put them together. You don't like a secret chili and it's not, it's not at all. But, but you know, mac and cheese tastes different because some people burn their mac and cheese and it's not. Yeah, good. that's the real issue. Did you burn it? Yeah, that's <laughs> what you use bad like, cheese. Low-key like a craft mac and cheese from Kroger. Just like the dollar ninety nine one, it's not bad. If it's you a high floor it, food. It's a high floor food. Like, I unless it's burnt. Like, I'll enjoy cheese on macaroni noodles. Yeah, I'll say this. Um, I don't like turkey. I'm not a turkey person at all. No, I like Thanksgiving, but I don't like turkey. So you can answer your favorite food. Yeah, mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, okay, mashed potatoes. I'm going with that. So I'm going mashed potatoes and um, I'm cheating a little bit because I feel like you have to have rolls with your mashed potatoes and the rolls always hit on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Gravy too. You get all three. Yeah. Yeah. So you got three wow. things and I just got mac and cheese. So well, I always cheat on those questions. I'm like, <laughs> it's like five players that are going to do well. <laughs> Lindsay, can you name one person? I'm like, oh no, but this guy and this guy. Who are the top three players? I'll give you six. <laughs> we make our own rules on this podcast. <laughs> Great so, question. I'm going to answer it differently. <laughs> the story of my life. Story of my life. Uh, but yeah, we'll get more to Thanksgiving. I still want to have the tree debate because I feel like we can really talk about that next week on our Thanksgiving special episode. Uh, but next, let's actually talk about a football game. This matchup, more about it. Previous predictions, will the Cincinnati Bengals finally get a win in the AFC North? Next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.